Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, I am going to be your host for tonight, and for Financially Speaking, it's Kathy Cook Noble, and I'm excited to be with you even in this very odd and strange time that we find ourselves in. Um, there's a lot of financial questions that, that people have and a lot of questions that they have surrounding insurance and investments and the direction of the market and long-term, short-term, all these uh, questions that are swimming around in your mind. We're going to try and well, we're going to tackle some of them tonight. I don't know if we're going to get them all, but I'm going to tackle some of them that I've been uh, asked about. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking. We take on the financial questions that you want to know about on an everyday basis and not just investment or, or uh, complicated questions that you sometimes see on TV and don't understand and want to know what that means. We talk about the, the regular stuff, the everyday stuff, the stuff that you need to understand to really make your life work the way you want it to. And I say it all the time, and I know I'm a broken record, but I have no doubt in my mind that even if I don't know you, and a lot of you out there I probably don't know, um, but I don't have any doubt in my mind that you have the ability to understand your own stuff. Because one thing I do know is that everybody has the ability to understand their investments. They have the ability to understand their stuff. They have the ability to understand um, whatever it is that they're doing with uh, their own financial situation. So the beauty of it is you don't have to understand everybody else's. And I know I've said this before, and I'll, I'm probably going to say it many, many more times, but you don't have to understand your friends, your neighbors, your cousins, your brothers, your sister, your neighbor right beside your your second cousin twice removed. You don't have to understand all their stuff. It, you just have to understand your stuff. And the reality of it is what we see on TV is stuff that is a little bit harder to understand, really. Uh, there's a lot of graphs. There's a lot of math. There's a lot of language and abbreviations that you aren't necessarily used to hearing every day. And I think that's what really scares people and makes them more fearful is because it's it's like it's like anything else. When you, you're hearing a different language and you don't completely understand what it means, it makes you a little bit more nervous because you don't really know what's happening or what it means or what's being asked or what you're being told. So that's what we do here on Financially Speaking is we just break it down and make it a lot more user-friendly. At least I hope that's what we do. That's our plan. And that's what I do every day in my practice with bookkeeping or as a financial advisor, a licensed advisor here in, in Ontario, Canada, and also licensed in Alberta, Canada. For those of you who are familiar with Canada, um, that's where I'm stationed. But uh, what we also do is we just try and make it uh, more about your finances, not just about investments, because there's a whole lot more to finance here uh, in your own world than just should I invest money and where should I invest it. That's not what it's about. It's, it's understanding, do you have a mortgage? Do you have, what kind of mortgage do you have? Do you pay too much in bank fees? And what is too much in bank fees? Um, should you lease or buy a car? What's the difference? Um, saving for your kid's education. How much does, should that be? What does that look like? Life insurance, what is it? Uh, do I need it? How do I know what I need? What are living benefits? You hear about that. Uh, we're going to talk about 
we, we talk about all these different topics all the time. We talk about tax planning because everybody has an estate. I've said that before and I'll repeat that one many more times too. If you have anything, if you're wearing shoes on your feet right now, you have an estate, you have stuff. So you need to make sure that you have a will and that your stuff is taken care of. So that's what I do here on Financially Speaking, but that's generally what we do here on the Inspired Choices Network. And I think the easiest way to just share with you all about the hosts and the network is we're just here to help make your life a better place and make your life the maximum that you can make it and what you want to make of it. So there are several, several shows and I encourage you to check out all the different uh, hosts and all the different shows here on the network. Um, I know we have uh, our, our fearless leader, Christine, um, she's on, I actually think she's on tonight after me. Um, and she's a, a coach that is going to really help you with an inspiration and business questions and the overall package that pulls it together. And there's all kinds of, uh, hosts that, you know, if you need help with your children, if you need help with animals, if you, uh, need to understand personal, more personal, um, topics on your, yourself and your relationships, there's there's a show I always try, I I always say there's a show for everybody and there's something that you should always be able to get you know some help with um and maybe I'm missing something and maybe the network's missing something and if that's the case and you see it then I invite you to reach out to Christine uh and Mc, Christine McIver she's the network owner and our our fearless leader here at the Inspired Choices Network and talk to her because she's always looking for new hosts. And if you're out there with it with a gift that you have of some kind of topic of wisdom that should be shared with the rest of us and if you're out there and you're thinking why don't they have a show about such and such then maybe you're the one that should be doing it and I know believe you me when I tell you <laughs> I know how scary it sounds to think you're going to be a host of your show. Uh I remember when Christine and I talked many uh, a long time ago, it seems, I can't even remember, it's been a while, but uh, we talked about it and I was really not, you know, I was a financial advisor, I'm a bookkeeper, not exactly the, you know, front of the class, so uh, we talked about it and and she's very, very wonderful on how she guides you through it and, and trains you and, and is there to support you and the producers are exceptional and I know Keisha, my, my friend, my producer, uh, also co-host, um, just amazing. Like I can't tell you, and you probably wouldn't even notice the, the times that she's just, you know, cleaned up for me when I've missed a beat or something like that. So uh, you you really have a lot of support if you're looking at the network and thinking, hey, we should have uh, another show on something, you know, that we're missing. And because there's always stuff that's changing, and there's always people that need help with different areas of their life, and and I really encourage you to reach out. Uh, Join join us online on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Look for more information on becoming a host or or joining a show or or if you have an idea that you don't see there, talk to Christine. She is very creative and very accepting of uh, new ideas. So there you have it. That's who we are, what we do. Um, for those of you that want to know more about me, you're welcome to uh, look me up on the website, uh, my own website. Uh, you're welcome to go to BookkeepPlus.ca. Uh, of course, uh, shamelessly plug my book, All Ladies Should Use the F Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances. I I try and take everything from the show 
and the book and merge them together so that you can see how easy it is to understand different concepts of investments and finance and insurance. And if you need to, if you have a question out there and you're thinking, why hasn't she done a topic like this or a show on that or had, had this particular guest, then let me know. Email me right into the show. Join us in the chat room on the inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Whatever the case is, call me. Um, my contact information is on the website. And I'm always happy to do a topic that people ask for specifically. And I and and frankly, most of the topics I, I've had, people were either they've specifically asked me for it, or I've just found a pattern that meeting with clients this this seems to come up so a lot. So these questions. So tonight we're going to talk about um, the real answers to tough questions for protect protecting financial security. So we're going to talk about these questions that are a little bit harder either for people to ask or sometimes the answers are just harder to hear because when we talk about protecting financial security I can't help it we're going to talk about my favorite one of my favorite topics honestly is life insurance and it sounds a little bit crazy because I know a lot of people just get the heebie-jeebies and like oh we're going to talk about life insurance and I don't want to hear it because they think their mortality is in question and we're going to predict when the end of the earth comes but that's not what we're doing at all. Um, if we take the emotion out, of, and this is what I always tell people, just take the emotion out. Of, we're just talking about a business strategy or a family strategy on finance. That's all it is. And life insurance is just a tool that we're going to use. No, no different than you're buying a new car and you're going to get insurance on. We're not predicting you getting in an accident. We're just looking at the ways to protect the family and protect your investment. That's really is. That's really is as simple as it is. So for people that are out there and thinking, oh, we're going to talk about some boring topic of life insurance, I'm going to challenge you just a little bit because I think life insurance is pretty exciting when you think about the things that it does for you. And just in, you're like, what does insurance do for me? Well, what insurance does is it stands in your place when you're no longer able to provide financially for your family. That's really what it does. And what does that mean? So life insurance is for your family. Absolutely. That means you're no longer here and neither is your income because when you're not here, you're not working, you're not getting paid, which means your family income has just changed dramatically. And if you're the sole uh, provider or the primary income for your family, then your whole family income has just been drastically and permanently affected. So your life insurance policy, if you think of it as your income substitution, that's what it is. So if something happens to you, your life insurance bounces bounces alive and kicks in and becomes your replacement income. So think of it like more like that. And think of your living benefits, which we'll talk about, because you do have the option of having living benefits. And I'm not talking about your group benefits at work, but we're going to talk about the difference there because they're different from what I'm referring to. But your living benefits, they're for you. They're for you while you're alive to fill in on your income when you're in, uh, unable to work, unable to work. So if you get sick or you get hurt and you're no longer able to work at your job or in your career, then your living benefits are what's going to kick in and replace your income. And if something were to happen where you are, um, permanently disabled or permanently in, in, unable to work, then that's when these living benefits stay in place if you have the right stuff in place. So this is not your group benefits. Group benefits are, and I'm going to just give you a generally 
way, general way to think about it. Group benefits are, are, are great. They all have their place. Everything has its place. I'm not saying replace certain things over others. Just I'm going to talk generally tonight about what these different things are and what they mean. And your group benefits are for the group of people that work together at the place that you work while you are there. So here's how it works with group benefits. We all work together in the same company and our employer decided that we're going to have some kind of group benefits. And the group benefits could be, you know, we're going to have drugs, we're going to have dental, we might have some disability, we might, you know, get massages, chiropractors, stuff like that. Maybe you get eyeglass allowance, maybe you don't. But uh, generally speaking, we're all going to have group benefits as a group and they're going to be exactly the same. So my group benefits are going to be the same as yours and yours are going to be the same as your neighbors and your neighbors are going to be the same as the guy that works on the third floor. It's the same as the guy that works on the second floor. We're all going to have the same benefits. And those benefits are based on uh, the usage, the rate of those benefits to, the, to, to our boss, our employer, is based on the, the usage. So if we all use our dental benefits, for example, and we max that out, then next year when our boss meets with his, his rep, for group benefits, those rates are going to go up. And typically they go up quite a bit because it's based on usage. So the boss might decide, hey, it's getting kind of expensive. We're going to cut back or we're going to change something or we're going to co-pay it where the boss is going to pay a portion and we're going to pay a portion. You're at the full discretion of the, the employer with the group benefits. The other thing is your group benefits are only yours for as long as you work at that place of employment. So if you change your job ever in your life, which statistically most people will move around, um, they're not going to stay at the same job for 30 or 40 years. So if you get a job and you have benefits and you leave, you usually lose your benefits. And I say usually because there's some very rare exceptions, but uh, your benefits, because you're no longer part of that group, you're no longer receiving benefits. So what does that mean? Well, Here's the thing. If we have in our group benefits the life insurance portion of it and we leave our place of employment for either, no matter whether we quit, we're fired, we're laid off, the business closed, doesn't matter. Uh, for whatever reason, we're no longer there. We don't have the group benefits. If our only life insurance, for example, is part of this group benefits plan, then we now are finding ourselves no benefits, also no life insurance. And typically, and this is what I like to, to have people think about, is your life insurance is not meant to be used before you retire. So you ha while you have your group benefits, you have life insurance in part of it. And not all group benefits have this, by the way. So for those of you that have the group benefits that have a life insurance section, that's what I'm talking about. So while you're employed, you have life insurance. So if you retire at 65 and you leave your job, and you no longer have benefits, you now no longer have life insurance. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about, why we would have our own policy. And that's one of the main reasons right there. So we're going to take our first break for the night. And when we come back, I'm going to tackle some of these tougher questions that people ask me about life insurance and that they're either afraid to ask or they just want somebody else to ask what they want the answer to. So I'm going to answer those questions. And we're, when we come back after our first break, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Inspired Choices Network. And this is Financially Speaking, and I'm your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television. 
and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815 880 8255. Canada 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network and I'm your host Kathy Cook Noble. And you are tuning in to the show where we are going to talk about the tough questions that people ask or the questions that people think about but are afraid to ask their advisors. So I'm going to take on some of these questions. And one of the questions I get, uh, this whole new world that we're living in, uh, I guess it's not so new with buying online, but just in the since the whole COVID-19 uh, pandemic hit, uh, there's a lot of people that are staying home. And you're seeing a lot of increased sales with online shopping because now we can't go out as easily or as readily. We're starting to now, but for the most part, people are still in their house and being very careful and isolating, I hope, <laughs> and uh, social distancing and just trying to keep everything with uh, us as a world healthy and under control. However, when we talk about online shopping, uh, it comes up about should I, I, you know, you can go online and you can buy life insurance. And should I do that? Well, it's like anything else when you buy something online in in a sense that you need to understand the difference in what you're buying. So if you understand insurance and you know the difference between the different kinds of insurance because there's different kinds of insurance. They're not, you know, not, not one size fits all. And you want to make sure that it's the, the companies that you're dealing with are are good and reputable. You're going to want to deal with somebody that's a life insurance advisor so that they're licensed and they can, they're able to give you some direction and guide you and help you answer questions. So can you buy it online? Yes, you absolutely can. Should you be careful? Just like any other product you're buying online, you definitely should be careful. Um, there are 
there are ways and places that you can buy online. And, and I'll give you an example, and I'll tell you only because I'm part of it. Um, there's a, a, a company online. They've been around for a very long time. Uh, it's um, Insurance Direct Canada, IDC. And if you go on their website, you can get quotes, and you can talk to a licensed life insurance advisor. And uh, <laughs> to give you a little spoiler alert here, one of the uh, advisors that they, they have asked is me, so I get some of the questions myself and I personally talk to people so there's a very good chance if you go online you might get me in Canada because uh, I help with um, people and writing the you know writing helping guide them to what they want to write as a policy and what they need and we go through and and help them with the right company to find it and everything so there's a very good chance if you go on that website you're you might get me (laughs) but um, there's a lot of other websites we have to be awful careful because I've seen where um there's questions that get you know the policies are pretty specific and and uh, people don't realize that you know they didn't they don't have full coverage or they don't have permanent coverage or it's not covering the full amount that they need and they don't really know how much they need these are all questions that you i think you want to talk to a professional advisor for because that's what they do that's what they're trained for so can you go online yes you can uh can you do it and be efficient and get a good product sure you can um but i caution it's only if you know what you're doing and if you if you have questions you need to get the the right answers for it um so just be careful with the online stuff uh so people ask me about i know i should have permanent insurance um because you want to keep it for your entire life but they're worried about the cost so let me tell you first of all there's two kinds of insurance there's temporary insurance and there's permanent insurance just like the name suggests, temporary is for a fixed period of time, similar to your automotive insurance. So think of it this way. Your 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 temporary insurance, usually a term policy it's called, uh, you go get insurance for your car, you have it for this year while you have your car, you pay for it, you, use, you didn't use it, you don't get a refund, that's the end of it. Um, if you sell your car, you're not going to keep insuring it. If your insurance expires on your car because you didn't renew it the following year, or maybe it goes up because in price because you got older, insurance changes, whatever the case may be, that's just what happens. It's, it's temporary and it's fluctuating and it's it's at the mercy of the insurance company in no sense. Um, so temporary insurance, like a term policy, uh, best way to think about a term policy is you want you want to have a term policy to cover your mortgage. You don't want mortgage insurance. You want to have a policy that covers your mortgage for you, for your your family, for your your loved ones. So if you have a mortgage that's 20 years old, you probably are going to have a term 20, which is a 20-year term, which means for 20 years you're going to be covered for X amount of dollars that pays off your mortgage in case something happens to you. And that money gets paid out to your beneficiary that you choose. So that's temporary. And in 20 years, that policy may be renewed and it may be converted to a permanent policy, but it's going to be at a much higher premium. So when people ask me the big difference, they're like, well, like that question, you know, I probably should have permanent, but it's so much more expensive. Well, here's the way it works. Every year you you get older and every year the cost of insurance for you goes up. And if you have a term policy that you say is 10 years, then you know for 10 years that premium is going to be X amount of dollars. It's not going to go up. But every year you're getting older. So in 10 years, when you're when you're 20, your policy comes up and now you're 30. The policy renews at the age of 
30, not the age of 20. So it makes a big jump because it, the insurance policy is looking at it without any emotion. It's saying, oh, you went from 20 to 30. There was no 21, 22, 23. You just went from 20 to 30. There's your policy premium. And then when you go from 30 to 40, there's your policy premium. And as you get older, it gets more expensive because your probability of, of um, death is higher than when you're younger. So it's all based on stats. There's nothing uh, diabolical or or specific about you about it. It's just based on stats and math, uh, the way they figure it out. But permanent policies, because you can have a permanent plan that says, I'm going to have this for my whole life. So if I'm 20 years old, Yep, it's going to be a, it's going to probably be a little bit more than the term policy, but it's going to be permanent that way, which means in 10 years it's not going up or 20 years or whatever it is because you're going to set it to say here's my level premium, which means it's going to stay the same every month and I'm going to pay X amount every month for either so many years or until I get to a certain age, whatever. There's different opportunities to to uh, set that. So for example, you could say, I'm going to pay my policy until I'm 65 because I don't want any bills after I'm 65. And you're going to, you're going to work with your advisor and your insurance advisor is going to figure out how much a month that's going to be. And that's what you're going to pay. And then at age 65, that policy will be either uh, paid for in full because it's a one kind of a policy, like a whole life, or it's going to be overfunded like a universal life and it's going to fund itself. So the Reality of it is you can have a permanent plan or you can have a temporary plan. I personally think if you're planning on um, looking for insurance, then you there's also options to have a uh, hybrid. So you can have some insurance that's permanent and some insurance that's temporary. And why would you do that? Well, because we know one day we're going to die when we're 100 years old or there, whatever the number is, 120, 130, you live as long as you want. When you have a permanent plan, you're covered. That's what it's for. The temporary plan is for that period of time. So I might only need a certain amount of insurance for 20 years because I want to cover my mortgage. I want to make sure that my kids are all, you know, adults. So if anything happens to me that the kids are all looked after, their education's paid for. So I'm going to need more insurance when my kids are, my family's younger than when they're older. So I'll p figure out how much I need for permanent and then I can also do a term policy to figure out how much I need just for 20 years or 25 years to fit, to cover it off. So you can do those combinations. So that's kind of a cool thing because people don't normally think of insurance as being flexible or being creative or having all kinds of alternatives. So it certainly can. Now, not all insurance is created equal. And that's why I said to you about the term plans and the permanent plans. There's different kinds of plans that you can have. Uh, you can use it as uh, part of your financial plan because there's some investment opportunities in different insurance plans, which is really, very cool. So there's all kinds of options when it comes to your insurance. Now, another question I get is that they've heard life insurance policies can have tax and investment advantages that benefit me in the long term. How does this work? Well, that's true. So the answer is true. It does. And you can have different kinds of plans where there's a tax-exempt accumulation fund, and that includes a wide range of investment options. So just like I mentioned, you can have some investment options. Well, it's what it's doing is it's including a smooth return investment account. So you're able to invest in this, in, invest in funds, and they grow tax-exempt uh, unless they're withdrawn. 
And when the fund is paid out as a result of the insured's death, the proceeds are paid to your beneficiary tax-free. So that's kind of a cool thing, that the insurance gets paid out tax-free. So you can also have another kind of fund where you can have paid-up additions. And this allows you also to invest. And on each anniversary of the policy, when you got it, a fully paid-up insurance with a guaranteed increase in cash value for life is um, shown on the statement, which is kind of cool. So you can use this cash value during your lifetime or the coverage amount can be paid to your beneficiary on death. So the nice thing is when I said to you at the very beginning that the life insurance steps in place of your income to take care of your family and the living benefits are for you, well, the reality is some of your life insurance is also for you because there's an investment portion of it and you can access that while you're alive. So there's some tax efficiencies and the life insurance is also a huge advantage for you when used correctly as part of your financial plan. So life insurance is not just a one-trick pony. It's got a whole lot of other options. And that's the part that I think is really, really cool about it. So let's go into some more questions that I get asked about that you're either too embarrassed to ask or you wanted your friends to ask. So um, if you don't have life insurance, uh, or some, sorry, the question is, don't I have life insurance through my employer already? Well, we talked about that with the group benefits. And I would say any group benefits plan, think of it like a temporary policy. It's not based on your term, it's actually based on being employed by that employer. So if you only worked there for two years, then you only had insurance for two years, and you're now two years older, and you're going to go someplace else, and you're going to work there for a couple of years, and you might go someplace else and work there for a few years, and then at some point you're going to say, gosh, you know what, um, I'm 40 years old, maybe I should have my own. Well, now the policy is going to be more money because you're older. I'm not, it's not going to be... I'm not saying you can't do it or you shouldn't do it. Of course, you should have a look at it. I'm just saying rather than waiting and waiting and waiting and moving around on your job, have a look at it so you own your own policy. That way you're not at the mercy of having a group plan or losing a group plan because I know group policies, um, they're not all as common as they used to be and they're certainly not as common for the employer to pay 100% of it. So you may, yeah, sure, you have some insurance through that, but maybe just consider that your bonus insurance instead of your permanent life plan because that's not going to be a permanent policy. Very rarely would it be a permanent policy. Um, so we're going to, we are up to our second break of the night and we're going to take a break and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some more questions that people ask that are harder for them to either understand or harder for them to ask. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And tonight we're talking about the tough questions that we want to ask or are afraid to ask our financial advisor or financial person. Or who do we ask? For mo In most cases, people are like, who do you ask these questions to? Well, tonight you're, you're asking me, and that's what I do is try and answer the questions that people want to know. So before we went to break, we were just talking about different questions about life insurance. And one of the questions we have is, um, what's the first step for people that might be in financial straits because of this COVID uh, pandemic that we're in? And if you have a limited amount to work with, if you do, uh, can you start an actual policy at the moment? And what would, be, what would we suggest? Well, yes, you can. So lots of people can... Um, uh, you can get, you can get insurance first of all during this covid and a lot of people that have lose, lost their jobs um of course with losing your jobs that's right you lose your your group policy so now you don't have your own policy and now you got to start putting your own in place so that's what we were talking about before the break about the i always say it's the danger of relying on group benefits because you're at the mercy of somebody else somebody else is making the decision about what kind of coverage you're going to have on your health and your life and I'm just not a fan of that. I like to have control of that myself. So if you find yourself in a situation where you've lost your job and now you have no group benefits, you have no health benefits, for example, and or life insurance, or maybe they've cut back on your benefits and you don't have life insurance, you can apply and get your own life insurance policy. And here's what I would suggest. We just talked about the difference between permanent and temporary. So a permanent plan or a, per, a term plan. Start with a small, if you, if funds are really limited, and I, and I totally understand that right now with people and their budgets are all, um, really, really, really squeezed. But if you want to have the life insurance, start with getting a small term policy because the term policy is more, uh, the premium is, is cheaper than a permanent plan, but make sure it's convertible and renewable. And what do I mean by that? That means next year, when life is better and you're back at work and money's flowing a little bit and your budgets are back up and you now have a situation where you can afford more but your health has changed and maybe you don't qualify the same way so the rate would be higher, you can convert that plan into a permanent plan. So that's a way that you can really get something and afford it now 
but have in mind it's a longer term plan. And a year is not that long, a longer, long a term. And your rate's not going to go up that much because of your age, because you're only a year older. And depending on when you do it, a lot of insurance companies look at your age within six months of your birthday. So if your birthday is in, uh, say your birthday's in September, and you look at doing something in February to your to your policy, well, you're not within six months of your birthday, so they don't round you to the new age. So you don't go from being 40 to 41 because you're closer to 41 than you are 40. So that's important because uh, when timing of when you do your uh, policy can actually change your age. So, I mean, ladies, typically it's us that don't like us, our ages to be rounded up a lot earlier than they need to be, especially if you're going from 39 to 40 or 49 to 50. Uh, if your, say your birthday is in September and it's June, they're going to round you up because you're within six months. So I would say do it before you get close to that six months on your birthday. Um, if for no other reason, it just makes you feel better that you got it at your current age instead of your next stage. But there's definitely those little things that you can do. Start with a small plan. You can have something. There's there's no way that uh, I would say just sit and wait for things to get better. I wouldn't. I would say have a look, talk to your advisor or find an advisor that you trust and ask them to start you with a small policy. If you can afford 20 or $25 a month, for example, tell them that's what you do. One of two things, tell them that you need insurance and they'll tell you, okay, for this amount of insurance, it's going to cost you this much money. Or say, I have this much money a month to budget. How much insurance can I afford? Because you can work it backwards too. So a lot of people don't talk that way and don't think about it, but you can. You can back engineer it and say, I can afford $20 a month. How much insurance can I get? So if you want $100,000 of insurance and you can afford $75,000 of insurance because that's what the premium is comes in at, then you can still afford something. Rather than just thinking, oh, I can't afford $100,000. Say I can afford $20. How much will that get me? And depending on your age and your health and all those things, that's what's going to come into play. So that's why I say it's the sooner you get your insurance, the better. Because you're young, you're healthy, it's not A, it's cheaper usually because of your age and B, you haven't developed any health issues so you're you're not going to have a higher premium because of your health and you're not going to get denied because you know you might have a health issue. The beauty of getting it younger is once you have it, you have it. They can't take it away and if it's permanent, it's permanent. And if it's a policy that can be converted and you develop any kind of health issues, then it can be converted. They can't take it away so long as it's enforced. So it's it becomes really important. Timing is a very important part of your insurance. So the next thing sometimes people ask me is, do I have to get a medical exam? Well, the answer is yes, you, you very well could. It depends on how much insurance and it depends on your age and a uh, few factors that go into that. Now, there are a few no medical exam policies out there where they don't, they're called guaranteed issuance. Their premiums are going to be a touch higher because you're uh, skipping that section, if you will, of uh, medical questions. But sometimes, depending on what the insurance is for and how much it's for, you might have to do a medical exam. You might have to, like a full medical exam with a doctor. You might just have to answer health questions. Or you might have to have a visit from a paramedical. The insurance company sends somebody out and they take your blood pressure and they weigh you and they, they might take your blood sample or something. 
So it depends on the company and the requirements because of the amount of insurance that you're getting or because of your age at the time you get it. So the idea, and why are the insurance companies doing this medical exam? Well, they want to know how risky it is to insure you. So insurance companies don't have, uh, there's nobody sitting there thinking, oh, I like this person, I'm going to give them a better rate, or I don't like this person, I'm going to charge them more. It's strictly math for them. We don't have to understand all the formulas, but we do have to understand the parts that we can affect, that can affect us and the parts that, that we can control. Like when we get it, um, if we get it when we have health issues, the kind of companies that we apply to for it. So um, this medical stuff comes up. There's going to be some medical questions, and it's a whole lot better to get it sooner without medical issues than it is to get them later. Does it mean you can't get it? Absolutely not. There are still options out there. So you may be able to qualify for insurance still, even with a health issue. And I say this because I, I remind people, and I believe this sincerely, that insurance is a privilege. Life insurance is a privilege. It is not everyone's right to have life insurance. It is your right to access it and ask for it, but it is a privilege to have it. And the insurance companies, they have questions you have to answer. They have health requirements. And that's why I say it's a privilege because it's like driving. Not everybody is allowed to have a driver's license, but everybody has the opportunity to look into getting one. So the the beauty of life insurance is the healthier and the younger you are, the easier it is to get. Um, so can and people have asked, can you just go to your own doctor? Well, no, you can't. If a if a medical is required or medical questions or medical um, reviews are required, you don't just get to go to your doctor and write the the insurance company says, okay, we'll request medical information from your doctor, maybe, or we're going to send our own paramedical out, or uh, depending on the, the size of the policy or the purpose of the policy, they might actually send you to their own specialist um, if there's something there. And, and that's not as often or as common, that's for sure. Um, so what are they looking for? This is always a question people ask. What exactly are these paramedicals looking for for the insurance company? Well, they're looking for a few things. They're looking for high blood pressure. They're looking for your glucose or cholesterol levels. And they're looking for the presence of nicotine. And they're also looking for uh, if you are any kind of smoking of marijuana now. So any of the cannabis products, that becomes a question as well. And they're looking for that. And yes, they're also going to look at your body mass index. So they're going to say, how tall are you? They're going to see how much you weigh. And there is a chart that has a, I'm going to call it a standard chart for height, weight ratio. And they're looking to see if you fall into that. Now, if you fall outside of that, does that mean you're not going to get insurance? No, it just means it's it's possible, but it means that you might get uh, a different rate of insurance. So they might say, well, we're still going to insure you, but your risk is a little bit higher, so you pay a little bit more. So that's one of the things, that's the primary things really that they're looking for. So because I just said about the chart, the question is, uh, should I lose weight before I apply for life insurance? So so you look at the chart and you're like, geez, I'm a little bit too high. Maybe I should lose weight really quick. Well, yeah, you can, <laughs> but that's not going to it's still going to come up because one of the questions that they're going to ask you is, has your weight fluctuated in the last year by more than plus or minus 10 pounds? So if you just went out and did some crash diet to lose 10 pounds to get to that 
range, that doesn't mean that you're going to qualify for it. It, it means they're, that they're going to ask you questions and that one question is going to come up. So some of them might say, okay, well, we're not going to give you a full credit because you're in that range because you just went on this crash diet and lost 10 pounds. But we, w- we might allow you next year to be reevaluated to see if you've kept that weight down and then we could change your rating from not being inside that box to being inside that that chart requirement. Um, and similarly for smoking, if you're going to quit smoking like the day before the insurance uh, paramedical comes to test you, uh, it's not going to matter. So the reality of it is the nicotine is still going to be in your system. And what the insurance company is going to tell you is you can quit smoking and that's great if you do. But you have to be a full 12 months, 100% nicotine free. So it can't be I just had one cigarette at Christmas or New Year's. It's going to be I quit smoking and I don't smoke anymore. And then in a year, you can be reevaluated and get your smoker status changed from uh, smoking to non-smoking. So there, like I said before, believe it or not, there is some flexibility uh, with insurance companies. It's not as rigid as everybody thinks. But those are some of the things that uh, definitely will affect your premiums and and affect the amount of coverage that you might get or the price that you're going to pay. So we're coming up to our third and final break of the night. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll just tackle a couple more questions. And then we will um, wrap up our conversation about these uh, tough questions that people ask. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Financially Speaking with your with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble, which is me. And you are listening to the Inspired Choices Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook-Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network with your host, Kathy Cook-Noble. And we are just answering questions that people had about life insurance that they were either 
or financial questions that they were either embarrassed to ask or scared to ask or were afraid to ask because if I ask about life insurance, it means I'm going to die. And I know people are superstitious sometimes, and, and I, I've heard that lots, to be honest. Uh, but the reality of it is, and I just, you know, I like to give it to you straight here on financially speaking, the reality of it is all of us are at some point going to pass from this planet and this earth. And what we do to leave behind for our families is really what we're talking about. We're not talking about what it's going to do for us necessarily on the life insurance side. But there are, like I mentioned, some advantages of life insurance while you're alive with the investments that you can take advantage of in a tax efficient way. The living benefits, something like disability insurance, where if you get hurt, you can't work, it'll pay your income. If you are sick and you can't work, a critical illness where it gives you a one-time payout, uh, and it might be for a year worth of your income where you can be off for a year and you just got this one lump tax repay it, which is lovely and uh, no strings attached. You just do what you need to do with it. So there are definitely things out there for you while you're alive and there's definitely stuff for your family when you're not. Now, one of the questions, and these are some of the, the ones that uh, you might be thinking, well, what if I lie on my application? So say, for example, you lie about you know, smoking or you lie about a health issue or something. So is it possible to get away with it? Well, first of all, a lie is a lie. And they usually come around, uh, no matter what it is, I find they always come around to bite you in the bum. And they always find you, find a way of coming to the surface. So people who lie or think that I'll just lie on my life insurance policy, I recommend that's a no-go, don't do it. Um, what? So what happens if you do? Well, let's say best case scenario you lie on the policy and the quotes are wrong, just plain old wrong, you might get assessed at a higher premium. So they fix it and you get assessed at a higher premium. Um, a, a bad case scenario is you get denied and they might deny your coverage. If uh, it was discovered after the fact, they could say, okay, we're going to cancel the policy. And the worst case scenario, and this is what you're risking, is if you lie on your policy and you pass away, and they discover that you lied on your policy, you have now risked the family not getting money because the policy could uh, be tr be determined that it's not being paid out because you lied on the application. So please don't take those chances. Don't lie on the applications. Let Work with an advisor. Get help. They'll help you, guide you through the questions. They will guide which companies are where you should be applying because certain companies cater to different types of people or types of health. So those are the questions that you want to know. Um, and then the final part that I want to bring up is the death benefit. People ask, what is the death benefit? Well, the death benefit is how much the policy pays to your beneficiary. And your beneficiary is the person who benefits from the policy. So if I die, then and my husband's the beneficiary, then the money gets paid to Todd. It's that simple. He's the beneficiary. It's tax-free. It's a single lump sum. And it's also the other words that you might hear are it's the face value of the policy. So the face value is kind of the fancy way of saying how much the policy is worth. So if it's a $50,000 life insurance policy that the face value is $50,000, that's the death benefit. That's what gets paid out when you're not here. And you designate the beneficiary so that um, that's the person who's going to receive it. And now, some things are going to change. There's there's different, like I said, there's lots of different types of policies. 
So there could be more money than just the face value because you might have an investment portion to it. Um, there might be less because you've got some sort of decreasing uh, policy face value. Um, so there's lots of options, but the 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 gist of it is your death benefit is the amount of money that's going to be paid out to whoever it is that's receiving it upon your death. So that that question, and people sometimes get embarrassed to ask that because they think they should know it. You should never be embarrassed to ask any of these questions because I can tell you this is not a topic that most people talk about. It's not something that you learn in school unless you went to study it. Um, so if you think about it, you know, how do you know these things and why would you ever be embarrassed about stuff you were never taught? So um, find an advisor that you're comfortable with because I said we did a show uh, quite a, while, a long time ago about talking to an advisor and finding the right advisor. You're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you to see if you're the right fit to work with. So if you want to go talk to a couple different people and say, geez, you know, I don't feel as comfortable with the first person, go talk to the second person and say, uh, this is what I'm looking for. What do you think? And then get a feel for how your working relationship is going to be because getting a policy today doesn't mean you never look at it again. I think that's one of the big mistakes that a lot of people make is they get an insurance policy and then they never look at it again. So they have no idea if it still covers what they need. They have no idea if they should have had more insurance, if they have you know, too much insurance, if the insurance is going to expire, if it's permanent or not. Uh, they have no idea what if there's an investment portion of it. They have no idea if there's a um, a value in it that might have living benefits. Like a lot of times people get a policy and then they completely forget about it. So I encourage people to review it with your advisor. Get an advisor that you feel comfortable with and um, that you're going to be able to, you don't have to look at it necessarily every year, but I think every couple years you should review it because, you know, you might expand your family. You might buy a bigger house, which means a bigger mortgage. You might downsize your house. You might sell your house and go live on a boat. So that means you're going to have different kinds of needs. So just make sure that you review it. Don't buy it. And then 20 years from now, forget about it and, and then realize that it's expired or that you don't actually know where it is. So put it in a nice safe place where you'll know where it is and let somebody else know where it is. Because if you're not here to to be speaking about it, then you're going to need somebody else to. So I hope those questions, I answered some of them that I've received. If there's more, I'm happy to answer them. Absolutely. Please contact me, email in, write in, or get a hold of me through the network. And we will tackle all your questions in, as we can and show every show that we can. So we will take on more questions next time we meet. Join us again here on the Inspired Choices Network on Financially Speaking. Have a great night. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.